Welcome to Preach the Word Podcast. My name is Ashton McDonald, and I am your host. Today's episode is a sermon that was brought to us by Pastor Shad McDonald, February 6th, 2022. The scripture reading is from Acts chapter 27, as well as Acts chapter 28. The sermon is titled, I Am a Survivor. If you would like to stay up to date with our most recent episodes of the podcast, please subscribe. You can also share this episode with friends or family by tapping the share button. I want you to be assured today that even though you may be shipwrecked and even though you may be snake bit, you can be a survivor. Thank you for listening. Acts chapter 27, if you're there, say amen. Verse 41, and falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the forefront stuck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves, and the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul and keep them from their purpose, commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they all, that they escaped all safe to land. Now, Acts 27, verse 1. chapter 28 and when they were escaped then they knew that the island was called Melita and the barbarous people showed us no little kindness for they kindled a fire and received us everyone because of the present rain and because of the cold and when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and had laid them on the fire there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly, But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. And in the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island whose name was Publius, who received us and lodged us three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also, which had diseases in the island, came and were healed, who also honored us with many honors. And when we were departed, they laid at us with such things as were necessary." And may the Lord bless the reading of his word. 
I went to the office the other day and I stayed a while and I come back and I sat in a chair and Kathy looked over at me and she said, what did the Lord tell you? I looked to her and I said, he told me I was a survivor. So if the Lord will stand by me today, I'm going to preach on I am a survivor. Ely Weasel, that at 15 years old, witnessed his mother and sister killed in the Holocaust. The very first night that they came to Auschwitz and then they took him over to Buchenwald, his mother and sister was killed in one of those uh, chambers of death. And someone told little Ely, just a 15-year-old boy, said if, uh, if you'll lie about your age, they'll let you live and they'll make you work. And so even though he was only 15, uh, he told him he was 18 and, and he worked. And, of course, perhaps you know, you know a little bit about his life. Ely Weasel uh, became a winner of the Nobel Peace Prize and a lot of amazing things about his Romanian background and the time that he was uh, in those concentration camps. But nevertheless, there was something that he said. He said, whoever survives a test, whatever it may be, he must tell his story. That is his duty. Luke, the penman, tells Paul's story. I'd like to tell my story. I'd like to tell your story. And I'd like to say we are survivors. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Uh, being Sherwood, and I didn't read the book. It was just the, the title is what intrigued me. And I, I read a little bit about the forward, but nevertheless, Ben Sherwood some years ago wrote a book entitled The Survivors Club. He tells in there stories of, of people that survived accidents, mishaps, tragedies, attacked by ravenous beasts, uh, automobile accidents, and different things that are quite remarkable that they would survive those tragedies of life. And he titled the book Survivors Club. Well... Look around you today and look to your left and right. Look before you and behind and you can see that we're all members of the Survivors Club. Look around and you can see that we are all members of the Survivors Club. Uh, what we have survived is uh, unmistakable. What we've survived is perhaps was unforeseen and unfair. But nevertheless, we have survived. And the things that we have survived are not all the same. Some of us uh, have uh, had physical difficulty and, and spiritual valleys and trials and things that we've encountered. And it's only by God's grace and mercy that we're where we're at. And the darkness that we've endured and the danger that we've weathered and the dilemma that we've come through has only been by God's grace and mercy. So I stand today to be a testimony and triumphantly declare and give you this word that by God's grace, I am a survivor. By God's grace, we are here today. By God's grace, we've weathered the storm. By God's grace, we've come to this place. And, and I don't want to take it lightly. And I don't want to just uh, pass over this. I want to understand that this is our lot. This is our day. And this is our time. And God has allowed us to be here for this place and this purpose. I am a survivor. Hallelujah. I want to <coughs> go back and look through uh, 
this story and the brief narrative that I just jumped right into. And I want to talk to you about uh, uh, this uh, Apostle Paul and what God did in his life and how the Lord works so wonderful for him. First of all, in summary, may I say, he escaped. He escaped a violent shipwreck. Now, some people don't do good when their plans get wrecked. Some people don't do good when things that they uh, idealize and they hope for and they dream of and seems like everything's broken apart and busted to pieces and, and they don't survive shipwreck very well. But the Apostle Paul, he, he learned how to survive a shipwreck. And they are oftentimes in your life and mine that we embark on the voyage of life and we have dreams and designs and we have hopes and aspirations and things that we want to accomplish, but then the storm comes. And when you <coughs> read chapter 27, you look at verses 14 through 20 and you see the fury of the storm that was unrelenting. I mean, there was such a great storm that he said all hope that we should be saved was taken away. I mean, the storm was so awful. It was a neuroclodon. It was a hurricane of havoc. It was a storm of great damage to them. And they feared for their lives. And the storm was so great, it seemed hopeless for them that they would be saved. Every one of us at times, be it spiritually, be it emotionally or financially, it seems like that the storm is wreaking such havoc, there's no way that we will ever make it through. I'm a survivor. Hallelujah. I am a survivor. I survived the storm. Can you say amen? The fury of that storm was unrelenting. Nevertheless, I love what the scripture <coughs> tells us there in verse number 14. But not long after there arose a tempestuous wind called Eurocladon. What do you do when you're facing Eurocladon? What are you doing when you're facing the worst storm of your life? Verse 21, but after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and says, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not loose from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship for there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve saying, Fear not, Paul, Thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. The fury of the storm was unrelenting. It was the worst storm they had ever seen. But the faith of the servant was unbending. Paul said, I want you to know I serve God. And the God that I serve has gave me a word. His angel has come and stood by me. I believe God. Anybody in the house today want to hook up with the preacher man? Anybody in the house want to believe what I've got to tell you? It may be the worst storm you've ever went through, but I believe God. 
I believe God's going to turn it around for you. For the reversal you're up against right now, it may seem like your finances are sparse. It may seem like that it's impossible to get through what you're going through. But I, anybody want to say, I believe God. I believe God's going to work it out. I believe God's going to turn it around. I believe God's going to move. Amen. <coughs> Paul was a survivor. He escaped a violent shipwreck. It may seem like that your hopes are shipwrecked. It may seem like your home is shipwrecked. It may seem like everything is broken to pieces. But the text reads, they escaped all safe to land even if you suffer shipwreck you can survive i'm preaching on paul escaped a violent shipwreck paul experienced a venomous snake bite here he is coming ashore and the fury of the waves has drenched and soaked them. And now they come to shore and it's cold. The people are, the word is barbarous. It's an unfortunate word there. Uh, it don't mean they were cannibals. It don't mean they were headhunters. It just simply means they spoke a different language. They didn't speak the same tongue. They were of a different nationality nevertheless they were kind to them and someone kindled a fire and then there came the hurt he never anticipated he's gathering sticks he's picking up fuel for the fire and then came the hurt he never anticipated what misfortune, what tragedy, what setback, snake bit. They are people in life that have been snake bit. Not literally. Not, not literally, perchance. But nevertheless, it seems like in their mind, they feel like they're snake bit. One hardship after another. One setback after another. One loss after another. You can't win for losing. You take two steps forward and three steps back. You can't get ahead. Snake bit. It fastened on him. It latched upon his hand. It hung on. <laughs> the hurt he never anticipated. I think that must have been what David meant when he referenced and said, It was not an enemy that reproached me, but it was thou my equal. <laughs> 
He said, we went up to the house of God together. It was somebody I was close to. It was somebody I confided in. It was somebody I trusted. And I got snake bit. Have you ever, have you ever, uh, have you ever, have you ever confided in someone and bared your heart and, and really just told them exactly how things were only to find out later that they had went and told it all over? Snake bit. Have you ever, have you ever in good faith extended a hand of, of compassion and condolence to someone only to find out that they talked about you behind your back? Snake bit. Have you ever helped somebody get out of a tight spot, went and signed a note, and helped them out, and then they didn't know you? Snake bit. Have you ever had someone make you a promise and they didn't keep it? Snake bit. What do you do when you're snake bit? He shook it off. I don't want to dwell so much on the hurt that he never anticipated. I want to talk about the harm that he avoided. It latched a hold to him, but he didn't let it hang on. He shook it off. <laughs> and so again, Paul is a survivor. He survives shipwreck, and Paul survives snakebite. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now, what you're going to have to do is realize Things in life are not always going to be fair. <coughs> Things in life are not always going to be <coughs> easy. Things in life are not always going to be ideal. But when the snake latches a hold to you, you got to shake it off. He shook it off and he felt no harm. You say, Brother Shad, they lied on me. You'll have to shake that off. You'll say, Brother Shad, they took advantage of me. You'll have to shake that off. You'll say, Brother Shad, that wasn't fair. I don't think that was, <coughs> that was right. You'll have to shake that off. That's really been bothering my mind. It's really been plaguing me, Brother Shad, and I don't know how to deal with it. <coughs> I've had thoughts of unforgiveness. I've had thoughts of anger and I've had vengeful thoughts and I've wanted to get back. You gotta shake it off. I'm talking about a survivor. You got, you got to put your faith and hope and trust in God and say, I am not gonna let this be my ruin. I am a survivor. He escaped a violent shipwreck. He uh, experienced a venomous snake bite. <clears throat> he endured, he endured vicious suspicion. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer. 
who though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And I'm preaching on I am a survivor. Without a doubt, inarguably, a violent shipwreck that's difficult to get over. Without a doubt, a venomous snake bite that's hard to get past. But this last one sometimes is the most difficult and the hardest. He endured vicious suspicion. They looked to him and said, "Uh uh-huh. He may have escaped the sea, but he's not going to get past this. And here he is with a viper on his hand, and they're all making asinine assumptions. They're everyone, amen, conjuring up in their mind of why this happened. But I've come to preach to you just because something bad happens to you does not mean there's bad in your life. I need to preach to you that just because the car breaks down, it does not mean that God is out to destroy you. Just because you got sickness in your body, it does not mean that God is vengeful. No, it does not mean that God is angry. And sometimes the hardest thing to survive is the suspicion of our peers and those that are around us. And we're worried about what they're saying and what they're thinking but I come to shout I am a survivor I am going to live I am going to survive amen (laughs) and so they watched him they watched expecting him to fall down dead and if he don't fall down dead well certainly he's going to swell up now What the naysayers and the critics would love to be able to say is, "Uh uh-huh, they got mad and quit church. What the doubters and the skeptics and the scoffers and tailbearers would love to go run with, "Uh uh-huh, see there, they didn't have anything to start with. If they'd have really had anything, they would have never... That would have never happened to them. And sure enough, look at there. They quit church. They got out. You know what? I'm going to make the devil a liar. Amen. Come here now. I want to talk to you about the secret of a survivor. How do you survive a shipwreck? How do you survive a snake bite? How do you survive suspicion? You just keep on living. (laughs) That's all you got to do is keep on living. Keep on churching. Keep on praying. Keep on singing. Keep on shouting. I know somebody would love to say, did you hear about so-and-so? They got out. Ain't getting out. Amen. Did you hear about so-and-so? They let up. Ain't letting up. Did you hear about so-and-so? They compromised. Ain't going to compromise. I'm just going to keep on living. That's the secret of a survivor. You just keep on living. Hallelujah. (laughs) He shook it off. And then they said, wow. He's a God. They changed their mind. Simply to say, 
He ain't what we thought he was. He ain't near that bad. Wouldn't it be wonderful if the world would look at us and say, Wow, they really are a Christian. They really are a child of God. They're not as bad as I thought they was. He never anticipated that hurt. But he avoided that harm because he shook it off. And he endured all that vicious suspicion. And then, what do you know? There are sick folk on the island. And the father of Publius, he lay sick of a fever and a bloody flux. And the Bible said, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him. And healed him. You didn't get it. Rewind back up. Start over. Hit you with it again. Paul laid his hands on him. And healed him. You can bless after you've been bit. He had a wounded hand. But he had a healing hand. And when I look to Golgotha. I see wounded hands that are healing hands and just because I got bit doesn't mean I'm going to get bitter and just because I got bit doesn't mean I'm going to wither and die and withhold my hand I'm going to stretch out my hand I'm going to extend my hand amen hands that were extended I'm going to extend a hand and give hope and healing and help to somebody else and so this man is healed and word goes through all the island hey there's a preacher over there that escaped a snake bite and a shipwreck and he's laying hands on people amen and they're getting it you can be a healing instrument after you've been hurt you can offer help and aid to somebody even though you've been through a storm and even though you've had a snake bite you can be a survivor (laughs) hands extended healings that were exceptional his hand is wounded but his hand is not withered His hand is not weakened. He extends that hand and God works wonders on the island. I am a survivor, Paul can say. Back in the 90s, probably been 95, I was up in Hamilton, Ohio. Now you got to realize that's long before Satellite radio and anybody remember surfing the radio dial? Did y'all ever do that? <laughs> Trying to find something to listen to. I was uh, up in Hamilton, Ohio. That's north of Cincinnati. Surfing the radio dial. Found a gospel radio station. And in between songs, on the radio waves come a, a loud, boisterous voice. And he was advertising his appliance store. Save cash with cash. He would say, this is, the, this is the old country boy from down in Lebanon. Save cash with cash. Really intrigued me. 
And so I began to ask, who in the world is Cash? His name was spelled K-A-S-H. Cash Ambergy. A-M-B-U-R-G-Y. Cash Ambergy. And he would testify a little bit, preach a little while, and play some more songs. And then he'd advertise his appliance store and say, save cash with cash. This is the old country boy from down in Lebanon. Never forgot that. Some years later, I was looking through one of them old holiness magazines. Somebody had reprinted a lot of pictures and things. And, and there stood a man, well-dressed, suit and tie, and underneath it said Cash Ambergy. And I noticed his left hand was knotted, turned up inside his sleeve. And so I began to ask, what's wrong with that man's hand in the picture? And they said, well, when Cash Ambergy was very young in his late teens, he wanted to go to Kentucky and he got caught up with some fanatics and he went into a snake handling church. And while he was there just to watch and observe, he thought that'd be something that he might want to do. And Cash Hamburger got snake bit. He almost lost his life. And his hand withered and turned up and he never had the use of his fingers or his hand again. He kept an old sock pulled up on that hand. Cash Ambergy got a snake bit, but he didn't get bitter. Cash Ambergy became a wonderful, wonderful Christian. Cash Ambergy helped the record of being the number one Bible seller in all the world. Cash Ambergy was the representative for the Thompson Chain Bible Company, and he was the single most best-selling salesman in all the world. Cash Ambergy made quite a preacher and preached some of our holiness camp meetings. Cash Ambergy went to Israel 70 times. Cash Ambergy received the highest award given by the government of Israel to a non-citizen to this day. Cash Ambergy suffered bankruptcy twice, but both times paid every one of his creditors and left this world not owing anybody a dime. He was one of the most giving, one of the most kind, one of the most gracious men, they say, had a snake bite, but he didn't get bitter. Had a snake bite, but he didn't get bitter. And I need to preach to somebody today, you may have been bit, but you don't have to be bitter. I am a survivor. Look around. Some of us have had some difficult things to deal with. We've had some setbacks and some sorrows and some letdowns. Sometimes it seems like we're not going to make it through, but I am a survivor. I am a survivor. I came in and sat down in my chair and I looked over at my beautiful wife and she said, what did the Lord say? I said, he told me I was a survivor and I come to preach to somebody. I'm going to make it and you're going to make it. It's not going to be our end. It's not going to be our ruin. God's going to give us revival. God's going to come on the scene. God's going to move for us. God's
give us victory. We are survivors. Stand with me all over the house. <coughs> Father, I thank you for what I feel in this place today. I thank you for the hope that has been born in my spirit. And I thank you for grace that I feel at work in my heart here today. For that person, God, that wanders, for that person, God, that perhaps is thinking, am I going to get through this? Give them the strength. Wherewithal, renew them in the spirit of their mind. Now I got something good to tell you. While I got you up on your feet where you can shout real good. I wanted to make sure I had it right. After Paul shook off that beast, God anointed those same hands to administer healing on the island. It turned out a world better than what he thought. I mean, he goes from shipwreck, snake bite, suspicion, to success and they're laid it down with gifts and necessities and their needs are met everything turns around some time ago a good saint of God gave Kathy and I a word and I've read it again and again said brother Shad not only are you going to survive but you're going to thrive. Whew. Somebody ought to shout in this room right now. Landmark. God is going to take us from surviving to thriving. <laughs> it's not just a matter of squeaking by. Or barely getting out of the sea. But God's going to prosper. <laughs> It's going to another level. We're going to thrive. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're here today and you say, Preacher, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And by God's grace, I'm going from surviving to thriving. I want you to come line up across the front. I'm going to take you at your word this morning, Preacher. And I'm believing for some victory in my home victory in my life let's worship God for a while here today and see what the Lord will do for us <laughs> yeah, da, 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 da,